You're listening to the Social Selling Simplified Podcast. Stick around if you too are obsessed with learning things that actually work and believe that success leaves clues. We're all about identifying results producing roadmaps and getting super clear on how to scale and grow your online business. From part-timer to president, social selling expert Ashley Shaw will help you connect the dots and take the guesswork out of what works to grow a social selling empire. It's time to hear from social selling legends, listen in on truthful conversations, and learn the best tips and tricks to reduce the marketing overwhelm so you can build the social selling business of your dreams. If you're ready to go all in, no holding back, and build the business you've always wanted, you're in the right place. Here's your host, educator, social selling guru, and fitness industry OG, Ashley Shaw. Welcome to Social Selling Simplified. I'm your host, Ashley Shaw, and we are going to dive into one of my absolute favorite topics today. I have to admit, I might be geeking out a little bit on this. So we are going to dive into email marketing 101, what you need to know. Whenever I talk about email, I have heard many people say some different things. And the first thing that I hear most often when I have brought up email is some people think that email marketing is dying or that it's even already dead. And I've heard that more than a few times. So the first thing is I am not going to try to convince you, but I'm going to share some stats with you that I know are absolutely going to change your mind about this. So The first thing is that in the US alone, more than 90% of people over the age of 15 use email. So when you look at email usage by age group, in the age group of 15 to 24, it's 91%. 25 to 44 is 93.4%. 45 to 64 is 90.5%. 65 plus is 85.5%. So people are definitely, definitely using email. Here is another thing that puts email above social media. The first check of the day for people is email in 58% of cases. Social media is 14%. News is 5%. Searching or using a search engine is 20%. Uh, company intranet. I don't know who's checking their company intranet in the morning, uh, but that's at 3%. You can see that if you want to be seen and heard, email is it's above social media. It really is. And it's funny because so many people spend all their effort in social media. And the truth is that there is a ton of competition there. But the place that is getting the much more attention is actually email. The other stat that is super interesting is that when it comes to people actually seeing what you're saying, meaning they see your post, the delivery rate on most social media posts is 1% to 2%. And I've talked to marketers before that say it's even less than that. So what that means is when you look at your audience, only 1% to 2% is actually seeing your post. And we all know this has to do with the algorithm, right? That Facebook or Instagram, they only show your post to a certain sample of your audience. If it doesn't get that instant engagement, it doesn't show it to more people. And sometimes the heartbreak goes on from there. 
there, right? Because people aren't engaging with our posts and Facebook or Instagram isn't showing it to more people. And that vicious cycle sort of continues. So you're looking at a, let's even call it a one to 2% average. When it comes to email, 21% is actually the average open rate. When you put your time and focus into building an email list, right there, you go from 1% to 2% to 21%. The other thing that is super cool is when you set up a welcome email, meaning someone subscribes, you send them an instant welcome email, that rate of open is 82%. There's a huge opportunity here. The first thing is don't let email overwhelm you. If you are not using email yet, you have a huge freaking opportunity here that I know of myself personally, when I started actually focusing on email, I didn't want to in the beginning. I was like, oh man, it's just another thing I got to do, blah, 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 right? All the excuses we sort of tell ourselves. And then I started finding that as I started sending emails, they were way more impactful than social media. Like I was like, holy smokes, so many more people are reading what I'm putting out there versus I would put out a ton on social media and just not get the same result unless I was advertising. You will get so much better bang for your buck. And when I started actually focusing on email and having that consistent pulse of sending out emails, I saw it absolutely correlate with the sales results we were able to drive. So when we had a big drive on emails, like email subscribers, it absolutely coincided with our sales and how our sales were growing. I know Jenna Kutcher has talked about every email is worth about $5 in terms of that return on sales. And there's other stats that say for every dollar you spend on email marketing, you can expect an average return of $42. Email marketing, guys, is definitely where it's at. It doesn't mean that you don't want to use both social media and email marketing, but you want to understand the customer value journey in the sense that people will become aware of you and engage with you on social. But ultimately, the next step is to drive them to an email list. So that is what we're going to be diving into today. All things email marketing, but keeping it super simple and step-by-step so that you can leave today with some actionable items that are going to help you build the business of your dreams. The first thing I think we need to tackle here is what email is and what email is not. Email is all about driving value. It's about building relationships and building trust and moving your ideal customer down the value journey. Email is not about spamming people, sending an email just to send an email or sending too many emails. It needs to be purpose-driven. And the old way that we used to go about collecting emails is very interesting and it's changed very much. You used to be able to collect emails by just saying, hey, subscribe to my newsletter. That does not work anymore, at least from everything that I've read from all of our testing. Using even the word newsletter is not like nobody really reads newsletters very often, right? So it's not as catchy as actually having a freebie. So the old days, a newsletter was like, hey, get updates with what I'm up to this week and that sort of stuff. Like that doesn't really... People are already inundated with a ton of things. When you collect emails, you really have to be thinking about what is 
going to provide so much value that this person cannot help but put their email in. So I want you to think more so about something that has an irresistible amount of value that really helps to dog whistle out what that person is ultimately looking for in terms of a solution. I'm just going to talk here for a sec of some ideas on how you might come up with what a lead magnet may be. Because the purpose of a lead magnet is to move them further along their customer value journey. And it's also to help overcome an objection so that they're that much closer to actually purchasing. When it comes to deciding your what your lead magnet is, this is a really, really important part of the email process and understanding it. So although the title of this episode is all about email basics and kind of getting the lay of the land with email 101, deciding that freebie is super duper important because that ultimately determines if you do get anyone on your list. So the steps I want to walk you guys through are how to decide what that actual freebie is and sort of working that backwards from what your product is. So we're going to cover that. And then I want to talk about email service providers and how to actually choose which one to get started with. And then step number three, I want to talk about email automations and what that actually is. Like, What do you actually need to have set up to sort of get this thing rocking and rolling? So let's start here with step number one with how to decide what your freebie actually should be. So let's say you're a health and fitness coach and ultimately your goal is to sell some sort of coaching with workouts and accountability and that sort of stuff. Now, you want to think about what are the objections that people typically face when it comes to actually you asking for the commitment. So usually in fitness, there's time, there's money, there's commitment, there's I have to ask my spouse. There could be a couple others in there, but those are usually the most common ones. When you back that up and think about, okay, so what would be a good freebie you want to think about, okay, it would be something that could help overcome time. Maybe it's like a freebie that's like the 10 best time-saving tips plus a free planner to help you save at least an hour a day or something like that, right? If it is money, maybe it is a money planner of like, here are 10 ways to save money so that you can afford to... I'm going to put a caveat here. These are not titles that are copywritten. I'm, I just want to give you guys some ideas. You might have to kind of rethink the title. This is You could do something about this time-saving tips that are going to help you invest in your fitness, right? These are some quick swaps that you can make to help invest in your fitness. So that might be another idea. If it came to commitment, maybe it would be something to do with like journaling or something to help them increase their commitment. So you guys can see this line of thinking that I'm on. Whatever the most common objection that you get is, that's probably a lead magnet that you want to consider because that's where people are maybe not getting started right off the bat. Another one might be a meal planner if it's somebody that is struggling with what to actually make for meals or maybe they have kids and their kid they don't want to cook multiple meals. As you can see, coming up with the lead magnet is really a key part of being able to collect emails, right? You have to have a compelling lead magnet that speaks to your ideal customer 
And it has to provide something that is irresistible. So one of the things we do, for example, is we provide free posting templates. And you think about the amount of time it would take to write a post from scratch versus the time it takes to just download a template and use it. It does provide some irresistible values. And another way to think about lead magnets would be, what do you get asked for all the time? Perhaps you get asked for meal plans all the time. That's a good indication that that should probably be a freebie. Maybe people are like, oh, I like making shakes and stuff like that, but I always run out of ideas. So then maybe you need a freebie on that. So there's many, many different ideas around this, but it really is being selective in terms of the market that you're going after and that number one objection you hear most often. Okay. So I want to move on to step number two here, where we're going to talk about email service providers. So when it comes to email, what you need to think about is you need to have an email service provider. There's a couple of reasons behind this. You don't want to just collect emails and then be sending out emails in Gmail. There's a bunch of reasons behind this. A lot of email service providers make it so easy at the click of a button, you can have a broadcast sent out, meaning it just goes out once, or you could have an automation set up, which means when someone subscribes, it automatically sends out emails to them. An email service provider is an essential part of getting your email set up. There are many to choose from, everything from MailChimp to Flowdesk to ConvertKit to ActiveCampaign. With us, I just started off with the cheapest one that was available. That was MailChimp back in the time that we first started our email list. And that works great. It was, I think it was free at that time. I think now, once you have a certain number of subscribers, they start charging you, but it was an easy one to get started with. Then we moved to ConvertKit, which I really like too, but you don't really need to go to ConvertKit. You know, you can start off with a free one first and then move to a different one. I really liked ConvertKit for the fact that it was very visual. Like you had this great dashboard when you logged in that you could see your subscribers, the automations which I'm going to get into in step number three, are very visual as well. So it just made it a little bit easier. Like if you're not super duper techie, which I am not personally, it made it a lot easier to get the general grasp of what was going on with your automations. That was another great one. And then we moved to Active Campaign only when we became advanced. And the reason we moved to Active Campaign is we want to be able to track which email sequences are working. And it just allowed a lot more flexibility in doing so, but it was definitely a much higher cost per year. Like I think active campaign with there's like all these different options, but I think it's like close to 10,000 a year. You don't need to start anywhere near that. You can start with the free version. Flowdesk is supposed to be very visually appealing. If you really like that, then that may be an option for you, but you want to pick an email service provider. Now, the cool thing about email service providers is that you don't necessarily need a website. You can create what's called a landing page. And a landing page is a place that people can go to opt in to your freebie. When I say opt in, it basically just means they put in their email and name, they press submit, and then your freebie can be delivered to them via an email. So it makes it really easy and smooth versus 
Like sometimes I will do a post in social and be like, hey, drop your email below to get this because it does help the algorithm when multiple people are commenting. But I don't always want to do that. Like sometimes I do just want to put a link and then it sends people to go to that page and they fill out their information and then the freebie is uh, sent to them automatically. So that is a little bit on email service providers. Okay, step number three here is email automation. So I want to talk about what is an automation versus what is a broadcast and what would be sort of the difference here. The benefit of an email service provider is that you can set up what is called an automation. So an automation would be that, for example, when someone goes to your opt-in page and opts in, they can automatically get a welcome sequence. So without you having to create that welcome sequence and send it to them every time, it's like it triggers it to send that welcome sequence. This is really like if you're looking to get into automation, this is really the power of that automation. And something that as you continue to build your business, like, I don't know, I've just found the more automations that you have, the more that you are thinking about this customer value journey. Again, I know Jenna Kutcher has like six months of emails like set up for people when they join her list. You don't have to start there, obviously, but it would be really nice for you to have like three welcome emails set up. We call this an indoctrination series where it just helps explain who you are, what you do, why you do what you do, and people get to know, like, and trust you, which is super duper important. So that is what an automation series may look like. Whereas a broadcast might be, for example, we send out an email to our list whenever I do a podcast episode that needs to be tweaked and created after I know the topic for the podcast episode I'm recording. So that is going to be sent differently than an automation. So that's the difference between an automation versus a broadcast. You can see here that email is, you know, when you think about it, there's not that many steps to getting it set up. Like when you really think about it, it used to really intimidate me. But in sort of breaking this down, those are the three main things you need to do, right? And just as a recap, you need to think about what that freebie is. And obviously, there's some creation with that and creating that freebie. You also want to think about what email service provider you want. And then you want to think about just those first steps, delivering that freebie and that automation and having that little bit of a welcome series. And the great thing about email as a bonus point here is that it helps people move along your customer value journey without always thinking about, oh, I got to post this. I got to post that. Hopefully people see it. At least you know when you're sending an email and you take the time to send an email, then you at least know that 21% of people on average are going to open it and actually see the effort that you've put out there versus just hoping that 1% to 2% see your social media posts. So I am hands down a huge fan of email. And the more that we have focused on building that email list, like just the more that it's made a huge difference. Like we have seen the difference from, for example, just to give you guys some revenue stats, 2,600, like seeing that as driven from email to all the way up to like 26,000. And that was a couple of years ago. So the more that we build our email list, the more that you will see that connection with revenue increase and just get stronger and stronger and stronger. So it is absolutely a place that you want to start pivoting if you're not already there. And if you are already there, it's all about thinking more about those automations and building that likability, trust, and rapport 
If you are not familiar with the Authentic Monthly Marketing Membership, this is one of the things that we actually provide. We give you a freebie every month to use, and we give you the emails to send. So it's a huge, huge time saver. But if you're interested in learning more about emails and how to actually create these freebies, we do have a freebie for you that is really going to help you decide on what your freebie should be. And if you go to ashleyshaw.ca slash 21 lead magnet ideas, you're going to be able to get 21 lead magnet ideas that are made for coaches that are really going to help you narrow down that list. So again, that's ashleyshaw.ca slash 21 lead magnet ideas. I hope today was super helpful in breaking down email. And I hope I've convinced you even just a little bit to move towards email. It's definitely the best way to go from a side hustle and you know being a coach that this is an expensive hobby to actually making this a career and moving forward in the steps of becoming a professional in your industry. So thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you next time on Social Selling Simplified. Are you a health and fitness coach trying to build a solid email list to level up your biz? Get ready for your ideal customers to flow straight to you with some killer lead magnet ideas. Our team got the scoop on what works and we've done the work for you. We compiled 21 of the best attention-grabbing lead magnets just for you over at ashleyshaw.ca slash 21 lead magnet ideas. Coming up with ideas shouldn't be a headache. If you've been struggling to get contact information, get ready to level up your game big time. Again, just go to ashleyshaw.ca slash 21 lead magnet ideas and save yourself the creative effort. Let's supercharge your email list. Go to ashleyshaw.ca slash 21 lead magnet ideas. Thanks for taking the time to level up today. If you're ready to commit to personal and professional growth, move forward, make money and grow your health and fitness business, head to my free community on Facebook, Business Bootcamp for Fitness Coaches, so I can support you every step along the way. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And we'll see you right back here next week on Social Selling Simplified.